0: Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Hey, You're to get
1: bored by baseball. Okay,
2: one thing the game needs is more people like you, you,
1: you. still have pro men run around tight pants.
0: It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard.
1: It's
0: Steve Aoki. It's Saul This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob
1: Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring. You want an example? Go down to Miami. Go down to Miami on Wednesday night. See what's going on down that ballpark. Dominican versus Puerto Rico. Loser goes home. Winner advances. You want to see baseball not being boring? Go down there. And we all knew this was coming. We all knew the WBC was going to be put on a pedestal when it comes to this conversation about baseball not being boring. And it's awesome. It has been awesome. And will continue to be awesome. But there are so many offshoots of this WBC stuff. So many. And that includes what's going on with the teams, with the Grapefruit League, with the Cactus League, with the Major League Baseball rosters. So one of the things we want to do and sort of why we wait for who's going to advance and who's going to go home in WBC is highlight somebody who, man, he is making the most of this WBC opportunity and he's not on a WBC team. And that's Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty is a 12th, overall pick in the 2019 draft by the New York Mets. And why we are surfacing him, why we are highlighting him is because he may be one of the the shiniest examples of a guy who's taken advantage of the WBC of how this schedule is working out. In other words, you have his guy, the guy that the Mets, basically the Mets infield, going to WBC. And Beatty stepping in, taking advantage of the opportunity, playing third base for the Mets and just absolutely tearing it up. Absolutely tearing it up. As we sit here right now, he's hitting three seventy-nine with a nine eighty-eight OPS. And that's after going over just the day before. So it was even higher just a few hours ago. But Brett Beatty is a guy who is is taking advantage of the opportunity because there is an opportunity to be taken advantage of thanks to the WBC, thanks to guys leaving. And where this lands him on the Mets roster, we're going to find out. But this is another example that, hey, you know what? There was a great opportunity for a lot of these guys to go to the World Baseball Classic, and we get it. We get why they went, represent the country, be part of the experience. But at the same time, that's opening the door for guys like Beatty. So what we did, we went to Mets camp, and I sat down with with Beatty. Great conversation. Yes, a lot of it is about basketball, but you know what? That's okay, because we're just two guys chopping it up about sports, But there's some really interesting stuff from Beatty, getting to know him a little bit. I hope he comes back on the podcast sometime in the very near future. Great guy to talk to. And also, I talked to Tim Britton of The Athletic. Tim covers the Mets. Excellent job for The Athletic covering the Mets. So I just want to get sort of his perspective of where he saw Beatty fitting in. So this is, yes, this is the Brett Beatty podcast podcast on baseball isn't boring but more importantly this is the theme this is the, what's happening in the world of baseball with WBC going on so my hope a little bit later today is to head on down to Miami and not necessarily talk to any players but I just want to soak in the scene I want to spread I want to spread the baseball isn't boring brand outside that park that's what I want to do but in the meantime I'm going to give you a little bit of Brad Brady one of the guys that baseball's talking about when it comes to the actual baseball team, major league baseball teams, and what those teams might look like in April. He's the talk of the town in the Mets camp anyway. So when we went to Mets camp, that's who we talked to. Here you go. Brett Beatty. So when you're when you're coming up and you're a first round pick and you sort of like have the idea of a major league clubhouse in spring training is this what it is this
0: what it seems you thought it would seem like i mean yeah it, it honestly exceeded my expectations cuz this is my i think this is my third third big league camp um, and when I first came in here, I was pretty starstruck and like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just a kid in this clubhouse full of, full of all-stars and, and Hall of Famers in there. Um, but now I'm kind of like settling in. I'm more comfortable with the guys, and, and I feel like um, they're becoming more teammates um, than, than, uh, than anything. And it, it's been really good this year for sure. So
1: I have to ask about starstruck, right? Yeah. First of all, first autograph you ever got.
0: I wasn't. I wasn't, the, I wasn't the guy, guy to go around, and just because I feel like I've, I've always felt like. Well,
1: not but. even here. Like as we have
0: a, a little kid, were you, were you? Oh yeah, yeah. As a little kid, yeah, yeah. Um, I went to a lot of Texas Rangers games. Okay. Um, I'm from that. I'm from a little bit south of Dallas, but um went to a lot of Texas Rangers games. And my favorite player was Adrian Beltre third base. Oh, and that's so right one. I know. And uh, I was always trying to get autographs from from all the Rangers guys. I think I got a few. I don't think I ever got Adrian you never got Beltre? No, I never got him, but. Um now it was cool to go to games from
1: so, sure. so again, so I asked that question because like you said, like I I didn't expect you to ask for autographs, mm-hmm. but still the major league a major league player is a major league player, right? You view him them, a little kid right. as these gods. Right. So when you now you get in, you get your locker, like you said, a few years ago and you put on the uniform, doesn't do you feel like you're the same human being as, as these other guys? Or do you feel like, yeah. what, what am
0: I doing here? Did I win a contest? For sure. It took me a couple of years, but um, at the end of the day, it's it's the same game everybody's playing. It's just at a higher level, there's more people watching. The lights are a little bit brighter. The stadiums are a little bit bigger. But every single level I've gone up, I've it's, it's taken me a little bit to realize, like, it's the, same, it's the same game we've always been playing so mm-hmm. um, just to take that and slow it down and, um, and just try to be as consistent as possible what was, really the, was
1: there a moment I mean I know it's a cliche question but was there, was there a moment like okay
0: you know I thought I handled I thought I ha- handled my debut really well last year um I just kind of went into it. A couple of guys pulled me aside and they were like, "Just enjoy it. Like it's the same game. We got your back. Like don't put too much pressure on yourself." And I thought I handled it really well. Um, I thought I slowed it down uh, right from the get-go on defense and offense. So um, I feel like last year when I got up, I was like, "Yeah, I'm built for this."
1: What's it like to face the? What's it like to
0: have, a, have, a, have a, like, a debut? Like, what's it like?
1: I mean, do you sleep the night before? Yeah. And I know that that day you answered all these questions, but maybe it's a better time to answer them now because yeah. you can, like, sort of, like, okay.
0: <laughs> you know. So I, I tell people um, I, 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 did, I was in and out of sleep that whole night, but where I messed up was I got up way too early. And so I was sitting around the hotel I went to go get a coffee. I was sitting around the hotel for about four hours before the bus even got to our hotel. To really? Take us to the stadium. And so I was just sitting around for four hours, and that's when I was kind of like... Not, not, I wouldn't say nervous, but just... I was thinking about it a lot, for sure. But then right when I got on the bus with all the guys, it, it just became a normal day. Yeah. Um, just like we'd, we'd been doing all season. But,
1: but so. that's the thing. Is that that's where this comes
0: in, right? Because you're, you were around these guys. Exactly. It wasn't like exactly. you got on a bus full of strangers. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Just to... To be able to come to Big league camp in spring training and just to get familiar with all the guys for sure helped me out a lot on that day for sure.
1: What so how about you get here and you get you actually play. You put on your cleats and you play, right? And once you start, once you cross a line, whether it's in the batter's box or whether it's in the field, does does it just click in? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I think if I I think if you're If you're built for this and if you're made for this, then once you step on the field, it's just another competition and we're just out there competing. It doesn't matter what the level is it doesn't matter if it's an exhibition game in the backfield or if it's a major league contest with 40,000 in the stands like it doesn't matter I think if you're if you're a competitor you want to win at all costs and so I think that's who I am and and that's what helped me out a lot
1: so we're here to educate young minds so the kids who are coming up like you're telling the kid like so what would advice would you give first of all don't wake up four hours early right
0: yeah take 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 (laughs) half a melatonin no yeah definitely definitely get on that schedule get on that routine but yeah so
1: what would you what would you say? I,
0: going back to the, the last question, I would say like in an NBA All Star game you see these guys, they just they're laughing, joking around and, and we I was actually talking about this with, with one of Donovan Mitchell, his son was playing in it. Um, and they're just laughing, goofing around and they're able to do that in a basketball game, but any type of baseball game you can't you can't take it easy, you can't take it light, you gotta be one hundred percent focused at all times because you're about to see ninety five or whatever it may be, ninety, whatever. But to be able to hit that you have to be locked in every single time so um, that's what I try to do I try to be locked in every single pitch um, and slow things down you can't
1: worry about who's in the stands you can't worry about like hey this is the start this is the the end this is the culmination of blah 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 whatever you just have to basically like okay you know Check, check 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 that's right, that's yeah, right.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean you just gotta be locked in you can't you can't be worried about outside factors great Donovan Mitchell reference by the way yeah it's I mean it's awesome to have him and to be able to talk basketball because I'm a basketball guy so, so I like to talk basketball with him a lot and uh, that's it's cool to be in the club well you
1: know who's the second best player at Brewster Academy ever who me Really? I and went to Brewster guy. Academy with Donovan Mitchell. I'm lying, but I'm like I, I did go to Brewster. I say I went to yes. I also played basketball for Brewster Academy with nice. Donovan. But it's a it's a little bit different level. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh all right, so who so I was actually just talking to Kenley Jansen about this yesterday. And yeah. you know, I'm s i have to ask since he said, I'm so sorry to keep you up, but, No, no, you're good, you good. But um the you so we did this we were sitting in the club because Kenley's a big hoop guy. Mm-hmm. You're starting a team. Yeah. Who, who is it with? And and he so he rattled off three and then like. Well, so do, do they have to be in this boss? No, no, no. I'm talking about for who. Oh, okay. So all-time basketball oh, all player. Time. Okay, okay. Like if you said like one basketball player. Yeah. And there's obvious answers, right? Yeah. Kenley kind of gave me like an answer which wasn't so obvious. Yeah. I mean,
0: it might be obvious, sort of. But anyway, I think my all times. So I'll give you my all times. Okay, 35. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Steph at the one. Yeah, I think he's the greatest shooter. Greatest point. No, he's here. playing
1: your point.
0: Yeah. Okay. But then, a little newcomer. I'm. I'm a big, big Luca guy. I think he's one of the most skilled basketball players I've ever seen, and I think he slows the game down incredibly. Um, That's a great so way I'm to put it. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna put him at my two. Let him play off the ball, um, and then at the three. Well, let's go. By the, the way, five.
1: Steph, Steph and Luca right out of the gate, two active players. I'm not, like, yeah. You can pick anybody. No, no, no. I don't okay. know. Okay,
0: okay. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Shaq at my five. Okay. Just because I think he's the most dominant player
1: ever to play the game. That was Ken Lee's number one. Okay. He's starting a team with Shaq, which it's hard to argue because it's like Nerf hoop, you know. Yeah. It was yeah. like he, it, there was times where you couldn't. You
0: can't. You stop can't him. stop him. You can't stop right. him. And um, at my four. I'm in between MJ, LeBron, and Giannis, um, but I think I'm gonna go with I think the two best players to ever play the game, and I'll just play, have a small starting five, and then have Shaq just be dominant down there, whatever. So, um, so what are you going? I'm going MJ at the three, and then LeBron at the four. LeBron and um, so and it's and gonna you- be a, it's gonna be a smaller smaller lineup, but. I feel like we have the perimeter shooting okay. and the ball handling. but And then Shaq just can control the paint out okay. for sure. You have a lot of time
1: in spring training, right? You have no. more time? I implore you to use some of that time to go to a website called YouTube, okay? And type in the words, Larry Bird. Yeah. All no, right? He, he, he came to mind. Okay. But sure. I, I think to appreciate it, you have to see the YouTube clip. I don't think that, like and I know that I'm old man yelling at clouds I get it but still yeah. the fact of the matter is is that like when you see this th- to do things yeah. and so here's the thing I would suggest for your team unsolicited yeah. advice passing right yeah so Steph is a good passer he is a good passer so is LeBron LeBron's a good passer, yeah. LeBron's a
0: really good passer. He he's is. always had that court vision. He doesn't yeah. care if he scores 30 a He just wants to win ball games. Yeah, he's, he's become better at that,
1: yeah. So, but I would have a little bit more passing that too. Yeah, yeah. But that's all right. I think Luka's a great passer too. So, here's a question I have about Luka, and I know this is a word, I don't care. Like, it's good to talk to you. Um, I said this about Luka, which is at this point, at this point in his career, how old is he? 25? Yeah. Not 25, not even 25, right? Man. He's young. At this point, I think that he's as good as LeBron was at his age. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of crap for that
0: take. Nobody's gonna, 20. nobody's gonna agree with you on that, just because he's, he's not, doesn't have that dominance, athletic factor. But I think the and same he's not thing. going to finals. to you it, that's true. That's true. He's not winning those type of games. But um, I think he's the most skilled basketball player I've seen in a really long time. Okay, just to wrap this up
1: who's the most skilled baseball player you've ever seen skilled baseball player okay here's here's a question for you this is another fun question yeah I said this and I actually asked um, well I've asked a lot of people about it who if you were to start a baseball team right a baseball franchise who would you start it with so I'll give you an example of this is going back Mookie Betts Mookie yeah Okay,
0: I think Mookie brings so much more to the table than what people see. I think he can. I think he can hit leadoff. I think he can hit third. I think he can hit fourth. I think he can play center field. I think he can play shortstop. I think he can play right field. I think there's so much versatility in his game. Like you can literally put him anywhere, fill in all the other spots, or he can fill in whatever you need because I think he's so versatile out there. I also think Francisco, one of our guys, is really really skilled at the game of baseball and i think he's earned whatever he's gotten so
1: it's not bad i said julio rodriguez yeah yeah because he i mean mookie's young enough and here's so i had this conversation with buster Olney, and he would so and he uh, ultimately said shohei Atani. i said shohei itani i said he's gonna be older and like, I'm sorry, like it's the injury factor weighs in. Mm-hmm. But he said, and he had a good point. Well, if he gets injured doing one thing, he's still going to dominate the next. And the other part about it, business wise, and Mookie's is like, I am with you. I covered Mookie for years. Mm-hmm. I know Mookie. Like I'm with you. Yeah. I say that you don't run isolations for outfielders. Like when you talk about baseball, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That's why you. you when you pay a lot of money to a guy, you have to
0: be careful because you mm-hmm. don't run isolation. But you kind of run isolation from Oki Vets, Yeah, around. Yeah, for sure. I, I see the Shohei thing too. Um, I definitely could start a team with Shohei. You can be a number one. Yeah, be a but it's, it's again, if you're
1: talking about business, bringing the business into yeah. it.
0: I think it's a good question, though. It is a very good question. There's no
1: right answer. <laughs> no, I said this is what baseball isn't boring. Speaking of which, last thing I asked everyone. I asked Nemo this, which he was awesome about. I asked uh, Anthony Volpe the other day about this, and he had a great answer. This and the question is, I'm going to give you time to think about it. Why isn't baseball boring? And Anthony had said, "said Well, because I don't associate people who associate those two words, baseball and boring. Yeah. I'm like that's a good one." Um,
0: and there's no wrong answers. So for I you, think, why isn't baseball boring? I think I think it isn't boring because it's the hardest thing. To, for me, it's the hardest thing to do in sports. I think people compare golf and baseball as the two most skilled, hardest things to do in sports. But then I also say, and I think golf is very hard. It's very mental and, and, and very, very hard for sure. But I think baseball... Um, To be able to hit a moving target that's coming in that fast that you have no idea what he's about to throw. He could have five pitches, and you have no idea what he's about to throw. And it's all reactionary. I think that's the hardest thing to do in sports is hit a baseball. Um, Because golf ball is just sitting there you have your same routine you have your same you've hit that shot a million times this guy might throw something that you've never seen in your life and you have to react on the spot to it and i think that's the hardest thing to do in sports so i so think that's why baseball if it's hard it's not boring so yeah. excellent, exactly excellent answer you deserve a t-shirt thank you so much <laughs> yeah thank you
1: all right great stuff from brett a great time to talk to him getting a chance to know him a little bit uh and like i said at the outset I also want to talk to Tim Britton because he gives me the perspective of a guy who's covering this team, watching Beatty play all the time, and where that might what that how that might result in a roster spot for him or even just going throughout the year i mean mets is a te- mets are a team who are perceived to throwing all the money around buying a team well this is the case of their one of their top prospects actually coming up and filling in a gap potentially for what is a contending team all right listen rate review all of it, all of it, all of it. Subscribe. We appreciate everybody. We're going to keep on cranking. We get some good stuff coming up as the week unfolds here. So, this is uh, Baseball's and Boring, and this is Tim Britton. All right, second time on Baseball's and Boring. Still doesn't have a t shirt, though. Tim Britton, Athletic. What's going on? it going, Rob? T-shirts are on the way because I promised <laughs> them to about half half the Mets team and you. And you're actually going to be the ones who deliver. So uh, you're the big winner. Um, all right, so I talked to Brett Beatty, and he is the guy who is having a good spring
2: as we sit here, correct? Yeah, I mean, Beatty's got an average over 400 You know, you talk about spring training stats and and how meaningful they are. For veterans, not very, but for a guy like Beatty who has six games at AAA and I think six games at the majors last year, having this kind of showing in spring training is actually meaningful. So we look at this about
1: taking advantage of the WVC, and the WVC conversation is so all over the place about where the guy should go, you know, what it means to them making the team, and and then you have the the guys who are, are... benefiting from this and taking advantage of it and so in your eyes like is this what you
2: thought was going to happen with Beatty, um, and what it actually does? do you think it means for Beatty? Well, I think at the start of spring training, the Mets knew they had this next group of position player prospects. It's Beatty, it's Mark Vientos, it's Ronnie Mauricio, it's Francisco Alvarez, all of whom play positions where the starter, the Major League starter, is at the World Baseball Classic. The Mets have lost their entire starting infield to the WBC and their starting catcher in Omar Narvaez. So that's opened up a ton of playing time for these guys, and most of them are taking full advantage of it, not just Beatty. But Mauricio is having a huge spring. Vientos having a really nice spring. Alvarez has been slower offensively, but has shown himself defensively uh, in spring training. And you know, these are the guys for whom these kind of reps against big leaguers matter in a way they don't for Pete Alonso or Jeff McNeil or Francisco Lindor. Uh, And so, I think it's been a real benefit to them, you know, going into the spring. Billy Epler talked about we're going to see a lot more of these guys than we would otherwise. Mm -hmm. So they're happy with what they've seen so far. So what does it mean,
1: nuts and bolts? You know, when it t- comes to actually being, uh,
2: does this change the conversation in terms of opening day? I think it, it's it's part of the conversation for sure. I would have said at the very start of spring training that, man, I don't really see a path to Beatty being their opening day third baseman or being on the opening day roster. Mm-hmm. But given the way he's performed to this point, you know, that he's he's part of the conversation now in a way that he wouldn't have been if not for the WBC probably. All right. Well, you know better than
1: I. And by the way, Brett Beatty, some good basketball talk. Ooh. Well, yeah, this is this should be an athletic story. The Brett the Brett Beatty basketball minute. That's that's right up that's oh, right up our alley. Oh my goodness, he he picked Steph Curry as his point guard all time. So you agree with that? <sighs>
2: It's such a weird thing to call him a point guard.
1: Well, I told him I said he gave me his top five, so you don't have enough passing on this team. (laughs) I said you know go to a website called YouTube and and type in the words Larry Bird. So (laughs) what a Boston writer loves Larry Bird. uh, (laughs) I've never heard that before. Yeah, (laughs) old old man yelling at clouds. I get it. All right, thank you. Anytime.